Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Remain standing. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 28 as we get into the Word. I believe it's a prophetic word for us, and I believe it's a prophetic word for our nation. Isaiah chapter 28. By the way, as you're turning there, Isaiah 28, I'm going to read from the New King James, starting in verse 7, Isaiah 28, verse 7. If you gave your heart to Christ today for the very first time or you recommitted, you let somebody know. Put, some, put a post up or something and tell, tell someone. It's, a, it's very, very important. And uh, you get plugged into all the different uh, events and things that we have around here, and you grow in God. Amen. Become big and strong. Let the Lord use you. Isaiah 28, verse 7. But they also have erred through wine and through intoxicating drink are out of the way. The priests and the prophet have erred through intoxicating drink. They they are swallowed up by wine. They're out of the way through intoxicating drink. They erred in vision. They stumbled in judgment. For all the tables are full of vomit and filth. Gotta love the Bible. No place is clean. Verse 9. Whom will he teach knowledge? And whom will he make understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those just drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness towards us. We ask, Holy Spirit, for you to come and give us living understanding. Have your way in the moments that remain in this service. Let every man, every woman, every child be brought low and you be glorified and magnified. May the effects of this service be far-reaching even to eternity. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Prophetically, I know that the Lord is ushering our nation into a great outpouring of his spirit. God has a redemptive plan for your life. God has a redemptive plan for for my life. God has a redemptive plan for every region and for every territory. He, He made the earth and the sea and the land and all that's in it. He made you and me. And he knows the plans that he has for us, declares Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to give us a hope and a future. God's got a hope. And if you come on, raise your right hand and say, God's got a hope and a future for me. Come on, say, say, God's got a hope and a future for me. So if you've come into this place downtrodden, you've come into this place hurting, you've come into this place broken, you've come into this place in need of answers, you have come to the right place. A place of healing divine a place of hope, a place of promise, a place of blessing, a place 
of refreshing. What I prophesy and declare to you, that even though we don't see, as we understand it now, the United States of America being in end-time prophecy, it doesn't seem to be mentioned in the book of Revelation. It's a mystery to me. Nevertheless, I don't understand how to spell 13 either, so I'm going to serve God with my hair on fire, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let God be God and declare the glory of God in the land of the living. I'm going to see with my own eyes. I've already seen it. I'm seeing it now, a refreshing move of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, people are sick and tired of being bound. People are sick and tired of being intoxicated. We've helped many people get free from alcoholism, drug addiction, and other demons as well, and soul issues and unhealed hurts that are entry points for the enemy to come in and afflict and bind people. You know what I mean by an entry point? You came through a door into the church building, which, by the way, never closed. We just shifted the way that we did things. You have to open a door to walk into a building. The devil, through his demon power, through sin, and through our own disobedience, can come through. Our disobedience can open doors or portals, if you will, for you to be afflicted. Some of you think it's your personality. You've been bound so long. You've been addicted so long. And just because it's endorsed by a Just because it's endorsed and legal doesn't make it right. Intoxication's never right, whether it be lust or greed, intoxication with marijuana. You can quote all the health benefits you want, but if it makes you intoxicated, it's not good for you. Isaiah 28 is a powerful passage of, of um, contrast. It's God wants to pour out his spirit, but then there's these people that are drunk. God wants to release his power, but there's a people intoxicated with the world. It's not unlike today. Today's the same. People intoxicated, but I've found that, that people are fed up. They're fed up with church as usual. They're fed up with, you know, the same old thing. Get up, go to work, come home, watch TV. Average male, six hours. Average male watches six hours of TV. I'm not sure what the new statistics are. We're given phones and all of that. Some people watch phone and TV all at the same time. Go to bed. Oh, eat dinner. Go to bed. Get up. Do it again. Go to work. Come back. TV. Dinner. Go to bed. Get up. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'm going to tell you something. There's something a whole lot better than, than being on some, like a gerbil on one of those stupid wheels that just goes around and around. There's purpose for your life. There's purpose for your children. Purpose for your life, sir, ma'am. There's a purpose that God has for you. That's the purpose you want. And you will never be satisfied and fulfilled if you live in the intoxication of lust or greed or, or that which, in, there's many things. You can be intoxicated with exercise. You can be intoxicated with, with, with money. You can be intoxicated with dope. You can be intoxicated with, with any power. You can be intoxicated with anything. God doesn't want you to be intoxicated. He wants you to be wide-eyed 
and on fire and walking in covenant relationship with him. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to use you for the purpose for which he knit you together while you in your mother's womb. God's got a plan, but so does the devil. And God's plan is to refresh you, to fill you, to charge you, to empower you with the power of the Holy Spirit, to change lives. There is no greater thing than walking with the one who made you and then allowing him to flow through you. Nothing satisfies but Jesus. Nothing. Yet they would not be satisfied in Isaiah 28, and the same is true today. The word of the Lord goes, through, goes forward like with power. But people are coming out of their stupor. The apostle Paul wrote about this text in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 21. And he referred to this text with stammering lips. He referred to it as the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The key to this text is that the people had a choice. The people had a choice. Would they hear the word of the Lord or not? I'm amazed at many things. One of the things I'm amazed at is the power of prayer. I've shared, you know, over these recent weeks because it's been dramatic for me and for my mom and for my family to see my brother come to Christ. It's like, you know, I, I would have told you that I was fulfilled and satisfied and, you know, super blessed prior to that, and it was true. But when my brother's come now fully in, fully under the blood, he thought that God was just winking at his intoxication, if I could just put it that way. And when he came to the fact, the understanding that God wasn't wicking at it, it was actually destroying his life, he wept and wept and wept and wept at all the years that he has wasted through the intoxication of the world and all the damage it brought in his life. All of a sudden, his eyes were opened. It was like a, it was like a newborn child. And he kept saying in those early days, which are still early, he was trapped in his home in Malibu, California, which I think could probably be worse places to be trapped. And he watched all of our services, and he's on these, he's, he's in California now, he's on this morning. Might even be on now. And he was so convicted by the Holy Spirit. In one of our services on a Wednesday, the power of the Holy Spirit hit the service. And demons were fleeing in the parking lot. Everywhere I looked, people were getting set free. Online, people talked about how they had something left them. He, he said, literally, something left me. I don't know what it was, but I was on my face weeping. And afterwards, he, re he reported his testimony was, I'm so clean now. I'm so clean. I love when people get saved, but they don't have any of that stupid jargon. You know, Christianese, you know what I'm talking about? How you doing? I'm praising the Lord. How are you doing? I'm praising God. You gleaning? Oh, I'm gleaning. You going to do some gleaning today? I'm going to glean. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shondai. They develop, there's a whole other language. Like, <laughs> he's, my brother says to me, I think I got some psychic thing going on. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I know about stuff. I go, oh, yeah, it's the gift of prophecy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, it's awesome. 
this just like, there's no, there's no, it's just uh, weeping, uh, and he lays hands on people, and they're like, ah. <laughs> just pray for anything that moves. <laughs> I just, I needed, I need to be more bold. I, the, the Lord wants me to be bold. I mean, he's like, hasn't even been in church like a minute. Do you remember when you got saved? No, no, really. Do you really remember? Maybe, maybe you haven't been. Have you lost your first love? Where's the fire? Do you have a, can you long to get home and read the book of Leviticus? You're like, oh, I can't wait to read Leviticus. You know you're on fire if you long to run back and read Leviticus. God's got an amazing plan, but you have to partner with him. And what's amazing to me is that God gives us the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Amazing. Do you know Christianity is supposed to be passion-driven? Turn to Joel 2. I said passion-driven. I think it's wonderful to have discipline, and I think you need to have that. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, or self-discipline is another word. It's the same word, self-discipline. I think it's good to have self-discipline, but if your marriage is held together by self-discipline, you need to transition on out of that. Well, we just, you know, we're married. We've got an agreement. It's disciplined to stay in that agreement. Are you serious right now? Um, I think you need to strike the original match, homie. I mean, how'd you all meet? Oh, am I just preaching to like four or five people? Well, will all the four or five people hear me now? I've made a vow. That's for real. But the cult, I don't, you don't have to, I, I mean, I, I'm holding her hand. It's like, I gotta go over here. I'm crazy about her. My relationship is not driven because I have a vow. I, I, I love this girl. You look good today. And the longer I look, the, the, I just start getting touched by the Lord. Are you serious right now? Yes. And I will tell you, that's the case with every healthy marriage. Well, I guess we got to, you know, they say date at least once a week, so I suppose, well, Let's go. Some of you, some of you are gonna walk with Jesus like that. Well, I guess we gotta go to church now. I'm supposed to witness to. Oh, I didn't read my Bible. Joel two. Listen, you have a choice of whether you're gonna get it set on fire or not. Do you think Jesus is going to come and die on a cross and rise again from the grave again, again? And then he's going to fill you with the Spirit again? No, he, he already did that. He already did. He, he did that. You have to receive that and you have to enter in or you can stay intoxicated. You can stay intoxicated with the world. You know, the, the word for soul is nefesh in the, in, in the Greek. It's another, it's the same word for thirst. Did you know that? 
Did you know that you actually long for the supernatural power of God to dwell up on the inside of you? Do you know that you actually have a DNA from God? You're made in his image. He longs to fill you and touch you, and you actually long to see him manifested, to see signs, wonders, and miracles, that Hollywood has captivated a whole nation, intoxicated people with entertainment when God offers to us so much more, but we're intoxicated with Deep intoxication of lust and greed and entertainment, and so we've got no room. We walk around half-baked when God's trying to fill us, empower us, to show us things. Call upon me and I will answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. On that day, said John the Revelator, I heard a voice. Say, come up here, come up higher, come up higher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Joel 2. I'll take keys, please. Joel 2, verse 21, if you would. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down on you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I'll restore to you the years of swarming locusts, of eating the crawling locusts, of consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army, which I set among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dwelt marvelously or wondrously, pardon me, with you, and my people shall never again be put to shame. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Also on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. The season of refreshing that I believe the United States of America is entering into. I'm, I'm going to enter into it. I'm not going to be intoxicated. Listen, you can be intoxicated with ministry. You can be intoxicated with work. You can be intoxicated with anything. text, the season of refreshing, the outpouring that's coming upon us is marked by two things and two dramatic things. One, personal, dramatic personal changes. Abundance, verse 24. Restoration, verse 25. I'll repay you, says the NIV, for all the years the locusts have taken. One of the first prophetic words I ever got was that text. 
You remember Homo. So I didn't really come to Jesus until I was about 20, I don't know, 25. Kind of went back and forth for a little bit. And at that time, I was so, one of the main grievous things that I would rehearse in my mind is how many years I wasted. I thought, I was in my mid to, you know, moving on to my 20s. And I thought, I've just wasted my whole life. I wasted my whole life. I know now. That's like wet behind the ears in your 20s. I mean, I, I was like, I wasted my whole life. I'm like, Lord, how are you? So I had this word, I'll restore all the years the locusts have taken. I just have to let his refreshing, his power, his enablement to come upon me. I just got to not be intoxicated with the world or with my flesh. I'm just going to love you and worship you and, and let your power fill me and flow through me and just let, let my yes be yes and my no be no. I'm just going to serve you every day. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to put my hand to the plow. I'm not going to be like a pillar of salt. I'm going to serve you with everything that I have. There's nothing else that satisfies but Jesus. Nothing else. And he just burned that in me. And I thought, well, I've wasted my whole life. This is pathetic. But I'm going to serve you because I'm not wasting any more time. Little did I know. 25 years later, I'd be in my 50s. And I'm still young. Hallelujah. I don't care how old you are. You're all young because you're going to live forever. And today is the day. This is the day of salvation. Now is the time. This is the acceptable time. The year of God's favor. The year of God's blessing. The year of outpouring. The year of refreshing. This is the time. This is the moment. This is the hour that the prophets saw far off and you and I are living in the midst of them. But it's up to you. Are you going to stay intoxicated? Or will you be filled with the Holy Ghost? Be filled with the Spirit. Be a burning, shining lamp for God. You know that song that we were singing, I'll not be silent. We've been silent too long. Somebody said, everybody else has come out of the closet. It's time for the church to come out of the closet. The reason there's so much difficulty, the reason there's so much difficulty in our nation is because the church has been asleep in the arms of the enemy for years. We don't look for some guest speaker to come and bring revival. You, you, you be the, you be the revivalist. You be the one. The belly aching about removing the Ten Commandments from Capitol Rotunda is when people removed it from their homes a long time ago. You wonder why America slid into the degradation that we're in. Because we did. So are you including yourself in the degradation of society, Pastor? No, I'm not, but I used to. I got saved. I got discipled. I learned how to be a father. I've learned and I'm learning. How to be a husband. And as I've said before, I I feel sometimes like Captain Kirk. Going where no man has gone before. Scotty. It's a great adventure. And then just when you've got it worked out, everything changes. 
I have six minutes to land the plane. <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven. They're coming. They're coming. Someone say they're coming. Who's coming? All your babies, all your kids. Who's coming? The Lord's coming. Who else is coming? The lost, the hurting, the broken. They're coming. Be refreshed. Stop playing with the things of time and tradition. Stop being intoxicated with the world. There's nothing there. It never satisfies. There is nothing there. There's nothing there. Somebody said, when you get to the bottom, then you really have to turn around. Well, you know, I dug, a, I dug a hole in my property yesterday for a tree. I've learned something about digging holes. I don't care for it. But if you were to take a shovel today or a backhoe or whatever you might want to use, and you go in your backyard, if you have one, and you took one scoop, let's say you used a, a backhoe. You took one scoop out of the ground and put it on the side. If you jumped in the bottom of that, would you be in the bottom? Yes. Of course you would. It's the bottom of that particular hole. Come on, administrator. <laughs> if you dig a hole next to that hole, but it's not one scoop, it's two scoops. Twice as deep. And you jumped in the bottom of that hole, would you be in the bottom of the second hole if you jumped into the bottom of the second hole? Yes. Mic drop. Third hole. Three scoops. You jumped in the bottom of the third hole with the three scoops. It's three times deeper than your first hole. Would you be at the bottom? Jump in the bottom of the first hole, you at the bottom? Yes. Jump in the bottom of the second hole, you at the bottom? Uh-huh. Jump in the bottom of the third hole, three scoops, would you be at the bottom? Yes. Listen, you can determine that this is your bottom right now. So you don't understand. No, I, I don't understand what you've been through. No, I, I don't understand what it is to be black. I don't. But I know what it is to be lost. I know what it is to be separated from God. I know what it is to be filled with hate and rage, to be tormented by voices in the night. I know what it is to be pressed down, choked by some unseen enemy that would manifest every so often, I know. I know what it is to have turmoil and night terrors. I know what it is to be separated from God. And I know what it is to be refreshed. I much prefer refreshing. Much prefer new wine. I much prefer being baptized with fire and zeal of the house of the Lord consuming me. I much prefer that. Mm -hmm. Lift your hands. Three minutes. For those of you online, be blessed, be filled, 
be dismissed if you need to go. In three minutes, it'll time out. We love you. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. Call on his name. Call on his name. Call on his name. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dramatic changes. You don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to be addicted anymore. You can be free. You can be healed. You can be whole. You can be whole. Restoration. Satisfaction. Shame broke it off. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. It was so long ago now. Deep hatred for what I've done. And the Lord set me free. I have no shame anymore. I live for the one who saved me, healed me, and set me free. And I've watched God, I've watched God bring this restoration. Oh, no, no, not just for me, but, but for anybody who serves him. I've watched people come into the house of the Lord and give them give themselves to him with all their heart. Not playing some stupid political church, and not, not playing like like some game, but I mean really, like really broken and hungry and desperate. I've watched people like that get transformed, and they end up traveling the nations, or they end up in marketplace ministry and exploding with favor. One man came into our church, he dreadlocks. I mean, that guy, he looked like a bud. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about Bud Weiser. I'm talking about he looked like. Okay, some of you don't know about that. I understand. He slept in the woods in a tent because he wanted to. Came into church wearing full dye tie dyes. And was just not there, man. It was like. <laughs> he got saved. Remember? <laughs> we were like, whoa. He got saved. I mean, he got born again. He kept coming to church. Every time the doors were open, he kept coming. And then, you know, we're helping to disciple him. And I mean, he had an ant farm living in his hair. Oh, yeah. And cockroaches and everything. I mean, all, all kinds of things. You could see his hair move. Like, there was stuff. But he was good with that. And then... He just kept coming, and he says to me, you know, I feel like God spoke to me. I said, really? He's like, yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to get high and come to church anymore. I said, no kidding. He says, I don't know. Do you think that's God? I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the Lord. And we showed him some scripture. And a few weeks later, he's, he's like, you know what? I think the Lord wants me to cut my hair. No, listen, I'm not against dreads, dreadlocks. I'm not against dreadlocks, okay? You want to have dreadlocks, praise the Lord. But he said, I feel like the Lord wants me to cut your hair, cut my hair. He said, do you think I should cut my hair? I said, if you want to. If that kind of smells, you know, maybe. <laughs> I know everybody else in the church would be happy if you did. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. We didn't even think that, honestly. You try to be the fourth part of the Trinity, for God's sake. Shut your mouth and love people. Quit telling them to try to... Try to try to try to change the exterior and the interior is still rotten in you. Pull the plank out of your own eye, knucklehead. I'm not talking to anybody in here, maybe online. 
cut his hair and then before you know it he's like I, I don't want to I'm going to change my clothes and before you know it he's like got a job and the next thing I know he's not living in a tent and the next thing he's he's tithing and and like do you know what happened now all these years later he got a wife you know that had to be God <laughs> children and he started the creative business multi-millionaire I know him. I'm not telling you about some guy that I, that I read in a book. This is someone we know. There's no limit to what God can do through you. But you must stay refreshed. You must stay in the place of outpouring. You must stay in the place of being intoxicated with his love, not intoxicated with the world. Come on, lift your hands on Pentecost Sunday. someone here, you, you've had kidney pain. If you have kidney pain, right or left kidney pain, ache in, in, your, in your kidneys, you know it's your kidneys. Lord's healing you right now. Lord's healing you right now. That pain's leaving. Someone else here, back pain. Where's the people with kidney challenges? Stand. Anybody else? Two. Lift your hands. Come here, Joe. Lift your hands. Be healed. I know it looked like I hit him, but really, I think the Lord hit me and then hit him. I didn't do that. You can interview him later. Put your hand on your mom's kidneys right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name that's above every other name, in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, this precious doctor has been used to heal so many. So now, in Jesus' name, we ask for you to supernaturally manifest healing right now in her kidneys. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Kidneys, be healed. Be healed. And every other ailment, complete healing. Anybody else? Kidneys. Three. Two, right now. She's all right. Be healed. bread. It's a covenant right. Come on, service is almost over. But you can't have Pentecost Sunday not flow a little bit. He said, well, don't you do that every service? Yes. The Lord says that the seeds that you've sown and how you've reached out even to others seemingly like it's fallen on deaf ears has not. And the seed that you've released even into your own family and how you've been speaking and declaring 
There were times where they, 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 there was a cutting off and a separation, but now you'll find that there's a receptivity to the word of the Lord. And I've been watering those seeds that you've sown, and you're gonna see dramatic, dramatic change. You're gonna see them come and even repentance flow. You're gonna see salvation break out on the right and the left. Streams of living water are flowing through your home. And I'm gonna use you, says the Lord. I'm gonna use you. I have used you in ways that's beyond your understanding, but now dreams and visions are going to be your portion even as never before. I'm opening your ears, says the Lord, to the voice, my voice. And you're gonna hear even sounds from heaven, even angelic songs and worship. And there's worship that's going to flow through you, says the Lord. You're going to write music. And I see you writing poetry. There was a time where you wrote, a time when you just expressed these deep, holy emotions. And the Lord says, I'm stirring and putting a quill in your hand again. I'm making you like a ready writer. And it's going to flow forth not only from your quill, or from your pen, from your computer, but also from your mouth. And I'm going to put grace upon you. As you speak, it's going to cause the hearts of those that are even hardened and even seemingly impossible to be melted. I've given you a great love for a lost and a hurting and a broken people, even of another nation, and I'm going to satisfy. Wow. Take it. Take the whole thing. Lift your hands. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Let the Lord touch you right now. Come on, just a few more moments. Holy Spirit. The years of toil are over. The years of toil, the Lord said, the years of toil are over. Abundance comes to you. I see like inheritance, like a stream flowing to you of the blessing of God, showers of blessing out of Ezekiel. Release your power all across this place. All across this place. Sing, Brother Toby. Not. 
almost want to do some interpretive dance, but I should probably not do that. Takes great restraint. Come on. <laughs> Angels bow before you can if you want to. Heaven and earth adore you. Come on, Pastor Karen. We love you. We love you.
angels one. I like that. And the angel, I bet you can do it. I'm gonna try. Ready? today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.